This is CliffCentral.com. Are you ready, Kafmo? He's an actor, a film director, a motivational speaker, a musician. I'm the man up in this piece. Some even say he's a no-nonsense type of guy. King Kong ain't got shit on me. And now, ladies and gentlemen, allow me to introduce to some and present to others radio host Gahiso Mudupi, a.k.a. Every Wednesday from 3 to 4 p.m. on cliffcentral.com. We got you. Unleashed with Kakeso Murupi. Hey, happy Wednesday, my favorite day of the week. And you know why it's my favorite day of the week is because I get to hang out with you. And the show is called Unleashed with myself, Kachsomurupi, a.k.a. Kachmo, where we just get to hang out. You know how it is. Uh, you can download the show from uh, cliffcentral.com and uh, you can listen to it at your own time. But we like to hang out with you and uh, so that you can listen to us live on um, on, on, on your internet, you know. Uh, so um, we're going to invite everybody, just invite everybody from the office invite your friends let's use the company uh, wi-fi yeah use the company wi-fi so that we can just chill and listen to our stories but what you really like about this show is is it's, it's the idea that we talk about things that people don't want to talk about in relationships and i have to say that today we are we are shifting the gear a little bit you know we, we're doing a change down we're doing a change down and we want to talk about something that's really been affecting South Africa, you know, um, and that is domestic violence. You know, we've seen the likes of Karabo Mokwe. Now we've seen, uh, you know, that lady who also got shot in, in a university residence. And mm. I think this is something that we really need to start having a chat about, you know, um, and, and break the ice. And that's what the show is about, you know, unleashed. With myself, and you know, as usual, I never just hang out by myself. I hang out with the guests. And I gotta tell you today, we've got, we've got a very beautiful lady in the studio. Um, she's beautiful inside and out, you know, um, and, and she's, she's going to share with us. You know, she's an author. She wrote a book on, on uh, abuse and, and, and abusive relationships, you know. Um, you know, the book is called Three Sisters and she's just waving it at me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So we're going to talk about that. Um, one of the things that, you know, um, that was very shocking for me was that, you know, um, when I looked at uh, divorcelaws.com and they said that domestic violence is one of the leading causes, um, you know, in, 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 in divorce. But it's also shocking that, you know, it's become very high in South Africa as well. So we're going to talk about that. We want you guys to send us your voice notes as usual. Tell us if you've been through it and what, uh, and, and, and if not, then tell us what you really think of it. Just, just speak your mind, uh, on this Wednesday. And the number is 078-540-4313. Send us your voice notes and we are bringing you our guest right after this. Cliffcentral.com. All right. Uh, but to show me, <laughs> show me a man's friends and I will show you the future. Now, this lady I have traveled with to New York when we were doing our, 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 our story expo. Our story expo. You know, we took, we took, uh, along Kim Zakane to New York and we also went there to go and hustle money mm-hmm. for films. <laughs> yeah, we're always hustling. Eh? Always. We're always hustling. Mm-hmm. Now, this lady, um, she's not just only beautiful, but, uh, you know, she's, she's, she's also smart. She's written 
books, not just not just one book. This is not uh, just three sisters, but she's written a lot of books. She's worked on uh, on on a lot of TV shows that you guys know about, and uh, she's a she's a head writer. She's a she's a she's a script writer, script editor, commissioning editor. You know, she's been on Issa Dingo, um, you know, my my perfect family, Home Sweet Home, ETV's Rhythm City, Ashes to Ashes. Mzansi Magic's Isibaya, and the list goes on and on and on and on and on. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Tsekho is in the building. Hello, darling. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Kahiso? I'm good, man. Last time I saw you in Arachatela, New York. It was freezing. It was freezing. There was a snowstorm the day we flew out. So, thank God, as soon as we flew out, the next couple of hours, people were snowed in. Was terrible. So I'm glad we left when we did because we were already freezing. Can you imagine being stuck in a snowstorm <laughs> far from home? And you know what the cold does was for us guys, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> so I wasn't having the time of my life there. Yeah. Not at all. It was freezing. It was freezing. It was freezing. Yeah. So obviously you've, you've written for all these uh, shows, yes. you know, um, and, and just, just to give people a, a, an idea. I mean, you're a storyliner and there's yeah. also a script writer. Correct. What's the difference? Well, as a storyliner, you're called in by the head writer normally. So, yeah. um, a broadcaster will commission a production company. Production company will then go build a team to tell their story. Yeah. Um, and on that team, there's a head writer who will employ different people in the room to become writers. Yeah. Um, so storyliners will then talk about the story in its totality. They'll speak about the characters, motivation. They'll speak about the structure of the story and so on and so forth. That's a storyliner. Uh, yes, storyliners okay. um, and the head writer. Yeah. And from that process, the storyliners will then go and tell the story in scenes. <laughs> so the storyliner will do the, the bits in the story about the character's emotional turns, emotional journeys, the motivation, why they do what they do, why they, you know, in that particular moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the script writer will take the treatment or and the then... episode breakdown and give the dialogue to the scenes. Which one do you enjoy the most? Because you've done all of that. I actually enjoy script writing more. I find that there's a little bit more leeway in terms of script writing. Yeah. Because production companies um, have been commissioned to tell a particular t- type of story. Um, and even when you develop that story, sometimes you find that there isn't much leeway in terms of how you can move yeah. the characters around. They're very yeah. fixed on what they want. Um, they know the kind of stories that they want to tell that's been commissioned by the broadcaster. But as a scriptwriter, then you add the nuances of how they would say a particular line <laughs> built on who the character is. So I find that with script writing, you add a little bit more juice. Do you add, do you add yourself onto the script sometimes? No, I never do that. Or your personality? Cause sometimes um, I, I read a script and I'm like, uh, this doesn't sound like. I think my personality is quite comedic actually, because yeah. the first time I wrote on a TV show was Haridu Mele, which is a sitcom. <laughs> and so once something is your first, it kind of becomes ingrained in you. Yeah. So even if it's a serious storyline, I always look for that moment where there's a bit of comic relief, <laughs> be it in a reaction of a character or a throwaway line. Or just something like a, a look that they would give someone, you know. So I think in terms of my personality, that's what I bring. Yeah. But in terms of putting myself as a person on the page, I try not to do that. Because that takes away from the characters that you have created. actually. Cows and all. Cows and all. And Kasia Hauking. I'm from Itsusang in the Northwest. Okay. Uh, born and bred. Uh, proud Northwest girl through and through. Platinum province. How yeah. you doing? How you doing? <laughs> how you doing? So uh, how does a girl from Itsusang go plasing? Yes. Go di plasing. Go Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think, I want to be a script writer. Because you never hear of those things. Everybody wants to be a doctor mm-hmm. or a lawyer. Correct. Or, how do you think script writer? Well... I was born in the 80s, and my mom's family is from Soweto. She met my dad, Go Tuff. Yeah. My dad was from the Northwest, mm-hmm. so they got married, and she moved to the Northwest from Botswana. Yeah. Do you know the national anthem still? Uh, yes. <laughs> it never leaves you, does right. it? I mean, we used to sing it every morning at assembly, so yeah. it, it stays with you. All right. 
Um, and so by virtue of my mom's family being in Soweto during the 80s, it was turbulent and um, still oppressive. So my mom's brother's um, children, my cousins, came to live with us. And there were five of us at home already. So it was like a very packed house. Yeah. And I'm the kind of person who likes to find solitude and likes to, you know, by, be, the, be by themselves. And by virtue of people always being around, I sort of deviated towards creating my own stories. I've been writing since I was a young girl. Yeah. I've always had voices in my head and characters in my head that I would always do like skits in the bedroom by myself and that type of a thing. <laughs> wait, wait, um, wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> <I>, look, <laughs> voices in your head. Is that weird? <laughs> look, there's... <laughs> White people will be like, oh, okay, voices in your head. It's all right. Marco Kasiki, like, Nguano, Nguano, Unalibo Satan, or Kisatanism, eh? Right? I would hope not. I mean, probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah, but you had voices in your head. Yeah. What I mean by that is that I was always picturing myself. Uh, and picturing characters in my head Because I used to read a lot as well Yeah. And when you read a book You're transported to other places yes. right? So yes. you're living vicariously through The people in the book that you're reading Yeah. And as a result of that I found that I would always create my own stories In my head And sort of envision uh, Different characters and who they are And what they would do and that sort of thing mm. um, And I think it was literally born Because at home, there's five of us. I'm mm-hmm. the last of five. Yeah. When I was born, Super people were impressive. paid up already. Yeah. Don't say that. <laughs> it was very, very hard to, you know, put my stamp on the world. Yeah. Um, and so I just found that I enjoyed spending time by myself. And even with my cousins there, it was great. It was fun. But I always enjoyed being on my own more so than being around everybody else. Yeah. You know? Do you think that was created by... by you know, the need for time out. I mean, if you're in a family, there's like five five mm. kids. And, you know, in black families, guy holiday, then there'll be cousins coming over. Correct. So it's not just five. It's like 20 15. of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, plus and parents. Plus parents. Yeah. Plus neighbors. Aunties, yes. Did, did, you, did you ever maybe think that this was, you know, caused by you just needing time out? Um, I or was al- it part of your personality? It was my personality. Yeah. I always strived to fit in. Growing up, I've only just come to terms with self-acceptance, which is a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, but growing up, I always struggled with how to be accepted by people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always wanted to say the right thing, fit in with people, be cool, all the things that I wasn't. I was yeah. a little, little girl. I was skinny, tall. I had big glasses. Yeah. Um, and I was trying to be everything that didn't appear to be what I was. Yeah. Um, and as a result of that, being alone... I didn't have to pretend. I didn't have to. I could just let my mask fall and enjoy being who I was in that space. What would your advice be, you know, for for Cheritanko, like a kid, you mm-hmm. know, from 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 its saying? How, mm-hmm. how do you get into script writing? Well, you have to. I mean, read. she sits there. She's creative. Remember yeah. when we were kids in the yeah. and you had a pen and you like, you know, and yeah. yeah. I think if you look at it as an end goal. Of I want to be this by the time I'm this, it kind of takes away from its essence. Okay. I think if you're a creative person and something that's born within you, you're always doing it e- anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're always coming up with stories or writing or sh- you know sharing stories with your friends. Yeah. And my encouragement would be to keep doing that, um, and to not let people dim your light because when you're an artist, it's a gift. It's not something that I um, manufacture. It's not something that I create like an object. When we put words on a page, they're literally coming from inside of us. Yeah. Um, and so my biggest advice would be to read because you can't write. My belief is you can't write if you don't if read. If you can't read, yeah. Um, and so once that's going and once you're comfortable with who you are and you're vulnerable, mm-hmm. because you have to be vulnerable as well, some mm-hmm. of the kind of stories that will resonate with people and will, you know, um, connect with people emotionally, mm-hmm. then you'll be able to sort of put your story out there. And for a long time, I was so scared of what will people think if I give them this thing to read? Yeah. Will they laugh at me? Oh, yeah. Um, will they think I'm weird will they accept me um but you're gonna get to a point where none of that matters you just want to see what you've created live and by virtue of doing that you send a proposal you do some isn't it research, sad though you... isn't it sad that we are in a space where where we think well we've become but you know who who always consider what other people are going to think first yeah. right mm-hmm. 
where you think, here I am, I'm a creative. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe, maybe these words were, were creative are not, are not familiar words in, in the townships. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and you also find there's also, there's always people, don't you find that there's always people coming to you and say, I have, can I let idea, can mm-hmm. I let story, can I let story? Mm-hmm. What does mm-hmm. that guy need to do to make this a reality? Cause they're not trained in yeah. how to put it into different uh, characters, yes. character bibles. Yes. They, what, what must, Sister Lakokasi, who's yeah. got an idea, do yeah. to to put this out there on paper. I think put it as you see it, because I trained as a script editor, and for a long time I couldn't write. Yeah, because I knew the tools that I needed in order to write, mm-hmm. but it completely did my creativity wrong. You know, so yeah. a friend of mine said to me, "Forget all that you know and just write," and that's when I wrote my first book, Poetry of Love. Uh-huh. I wrote it in three months. And a former colleague of mine, Mukupi Shale, had been in touch with publishers in Cape Town. They were looking for young black writers to tell urban love stories. And so I submitted that manuscript that I wrote by hand Uh um, and typed up in the office when people had gone home. I had no laptop. Um, I sent it to them. They gave me notes. And within, I think, a month, they approved it. And six months later, I had my first book. So I think... Once we take away that thing you spoke about, that stereotype that I don't think it's a black thing. I think it's just a human nature thing. Yeah. What will people think? What will people I think, think? once we can um, take that away, because um, you're only limiting yourself if you think what people will think. Exactly. They're going to think something anyway. And if they do, great, because they're thinking about you and they're going to talk about you. And if they, they're probably not even thinking about you. My mom always says, um, when you're 20, you care about what people think. When you're 30, you realize they don't even think about you. <laughs> and when you're 40, you don't even care. Yeah, <laughs> what know? they say. Yeah. What they say. Yeah. Um, so I think as you grow and as you get to know who you are, then you will find your voice. And I think I believe in God. I believe in the universe. And I think yeah. if you put something out there, it will manifest. Whether Okokasi or Okodipla seeing, I don't think, I don't believe in self-limits. Despite the fact that there are so many limitations placed on us, you know, by yeah. virtue of just being in the world. There's so many challenges financially, emotionally, you know, environmentally. Yeah. But I think I believe in self-actualization. I believe that if you have an intention and you work towards something and you stay positive and you maybe, keep believing that it will happen. Maybe even just go out and find out, get exactly. information. That's it. Right? Because exactly. you see, the thing is when you, when you, when you're a doctor, mm. you know, people know you go guys. Yeah. You know, when you're a lawyer, when you're a nurse, when you're yeah. a teacher, but when you're a storyliner. <laughs> I mean, the only liner, oh, I almost said something <laughs> dumb. It's like a panty liner, you know? Excuse me. <laughs> Can I Those tell you something? Disposable, Can I, I know. Storyliners are not disposable. But that's what I'm saying. You know, storyliner, they're like liner, they, they just hear liner, they're like liner, that's I've heard you, that. I've, that's just me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Can I tell you something funny? Mm-hmm. I only uh, learned a couple of years ago. What a panty liner was Because okay. I had my own thing in my head What did you think it was before? <clears throat> I thought it was just that lace You know, that, that decorative lace on, on lingerie You know, because on the oh. li- I was like, oh, that's a that's like a panty liner Okay You know, like lining So now you know what it actually is now, <laughs> now, I'm glad Now I know You've what been it schooled. is Actually, you know what? Let's, let's just This thing is just going the other way No, but it's a pertinent <laughs> thing Because yeah. um, you're a father to daughters Yes Which is why I say now you know Now I know, yeah You've grown up as a man your entire life. Mm-hmm. Only now you know what a panty liner is. You see, and, and, and now somebody knows I've what a storyliner is. And I've had to know since I was 12 because that's when I got my first period. Ha-ha. So we grow up parallel, yeah. same age, different genders, but we have such different experiences. Yeah. That's my point. And, and now somebody knows what a storyliner is. I hope so. Because everybody thinks that TV is just a guy, you know, they, they think the celebrity. They think mm. the guy who's... Who's in front of the camera Correct. But there's things like Both storyline There's yes. things like You know The current curriculum now Like 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 English mm-hmm. Is crucial for your work Right like, mm-hmm. Not English per se But languages yes. yes it is Right Yeah Are you a lover of love Am I a lover of love Yeah I see Absolutely. Your first book is Poetry of Love uh-huh. Three dates Yes Are you a lover of love Ah, uh, To the point where It is Self-defeating <laughs> <laughs> I'm such a believer of love. Yeah. Um, I mean, it is such a... Who doesn't want to be in love? Who doesn't want to 
Hey. Have cuddles and yeah. you know listen to romantic songs. Come on, <laughs> yeah. Even when you're not in a Netflix relationship, matter when you hear a song, you're like, oh, Bar blues at love. Yeah, are you one of those? Yes, I am. Yeah, music to me is just such a beautiful language. Yeah, and when you speak about who blues and ballads, I'm immediately like, oh, yes. Like I, I, I just I love love. I love I just love the feeling of being in love. Yeah, yeah. There's some things that people don't know about you. What is that? The hip hop side of you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Correct. Tell tell us about that. I think because of the strong influence of Bob TV growing up as a teenager in Mafi Gang. Yeah. There used to be a show called Zero Hour Zone. Ooh. And I had to be in bed by seven. We are but revealing Sopo, our ages now. Sopo was sneaking around the house <laughs> in the dark at midnight yeah. watching Zero Hour Zone. Zero with Hour Zone. High Five and Montel Jordan yes. and Tupac. And I think because with artists like Tupac and Nas, their lyrical content, for me, it's about the lyrics. Yes. If the lyrics capture me and I'm able to sort of get the essence of what they're saying, yeah. you got me. You know, guys like Common, Locally, Boy Hip Hop. Who did you have a crush on? Nas. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, recently in New York, when we drove back to the to the airport, yeah, and we drove past Queens, yeah, and you I like, was ah! like, "OMG, guys, this yeah. is Queens. Now this is from here, you know." <laughs> and we were, and we were with a bunch of white people, and they were all like, uh, "What is she talking and about?" Speaking of Nas, it's so sad to hear that he's actually. Have you heard the reports? No. Where Khalees was saying that he was physically abusive to her in the marriage, and his. Other ex-wife came forward and said the same thing And an ex-girlfriend has now said the same thing This came out like a week or two ago um, So just be, just to run it off with the topic of you know yeah. abuse and relationships yeah. um, You never really know you know. And I think it's so vital to speak out And I think a lot of women have this fear Especially if the guy's famous um, They're not going to believe me mm. Um, mm. They're going to take away my, my autonomy They're not going to, you know, they're going to think I want money or something Because mm. people always say why are you bringing it up now? And my question is always, why not now? Because you can't administer somebody else's pain. If you haven't lived through somebody's experience, then you can't necessarily um, be prescriptive and say, oh, when it happens, you must speak about it because you don't know what they're going through emotionally. Ha! You know? We are talking to Tseho Munaisa, scriptwriter, storyliner, all the liners that you can think about. But she's also an author and she wrote a book called Three Sisters and it's about abusive relationships. So send us your voice notes. We're going to get into our topic just after this uh, quick commercial break and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to talk about it. Send us your voice notes. The number is 078-540-4313. Cliffcentral.com. We're still hanging out with Tsihomo Naisa, hey. scriptwriter, and she's written for so many shows that you guys are currently enjoying on television, like Movang, no, not Movang, <laughs> like uh, Rhythm City, uh, Isibaya, Ashes to Ashes, Isidingo, you know, she's done a lot, but she's also an author. And today we are talking about abuse in a relationship. Mm. Let's get into our topic. And, and you know, this show is called Unleashed. We want to, we, we're going to ask you questions that, that other people are scared to ask. Right, we are not asking the questions, but we 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 we're saying that these are some of the questions that come onto onto the space. Mm-hmm. You know, um, the same thing that you were talking about just just before before we went on break, where mm-hmm. we were talking about why now? You yeah. know, um, after all these years, uh, why are all these things coming out now? And we we see some of our guys who are in the industry that we're not going to name because they haven't been convicted yet, mm-hmm. but there's a huge outcry now. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about this book. Let's do that. Um, three women yes. from different worlds Correct. who find themselves going through the same thing, mm-hmm. abusive relationships. Yes. Tell us about that. Well, um, what I wanted to highlight with this book was that abuse has no face. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have Melissa, who is a housewife. She's very affluent. She is 45 years old, been married for like 20 years. Um, and when the money dries up, her husband becomes abusive because he feels emasculated. The second character is Mpo. She's been married for about 10 years. Um, she wants to go back to school. She's a housewife. But the husband, Kozo, feels threatened by her need for freedom and need for education. Yeah. And as a result, he beats her up in the hopes that she will stay. And the third character is Lesejo. She's 23 years old from the Northwest working in Johannesburg. She's got a... 
new lease on life. She's just graduated and she's got a new job. Her ex-boyfriend, who is still back home in the rurals, finds her in Joburg and rapes her in her flat. And so the reason why I I wanted to write this book, and I think I wrote it with such distinct uh, women, is just to paint a picture of how abuse can creep in to a relationship um, and how there is no prerequisite of who um, ends up getting abused or what kind of woman um, gets, you know, abused. So that is that is the thing that I, I think I wanted to portray the most about Three Sisters. True stories? Not true stories, fiction. Okay. Um, and for some reason, it was... Um, Everything that I wanted to write, that I thought I would write in the book, didn't come out that way. Yeah. I haven't been in an abusive relationship. I don't have the lived experience of being abused. Yeah. But when and when I was planning the book and I thought, okay, this can happen, that can happen. As soon as my fingers hit the keyboard, they just did their own thing. Okay. It literally felt like there was something inside of me that was telling the stories in the way that they eventually came out. Mm-hmm. That I couldn't have planned. Um, and to write a book about such a heavy topic that you haven't even experienced. And yet people read the book and it resonates with them. And people can relate to the characters. And people say, have you been through this? Because it just speaks to them yeah. on, on, on a very uh, real and authentic level. To me, that was a blessing. Because you need to be able to reach an audience where the story resonates with people. And I found that it did that. The book actually came out in 2015, the first time. Um, and in 2016 was named one of the top six books of uh, the year by OK Africa. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it sort of died down once 2017 hit. And then this year I thought, you know what, let me just reprint more copies of the book. Luckily I'm self-published. Yeah. So I have autonomy of the book and how it gets marketed and reprints. And so I did that. And what a time for this book to be in the, in the surface again because of what's happening yeah, nationally want, and I wanna, internationally. I want to dig deep, man. Let's you know, do I want, I want to dig deep into this, uh, mm-hmm. where we scrutinize it. And, 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 and I like the fact that you say you haven't been through an abusive relationship yourself. Mm-hmm. But yet when you write, you know, this book, there's a lot of people that can resonate with it. Mm-hmm. Is there an abuser inside each one of us? Because for someone who hasn't been through it, to write it so authentically, mm-hmm. does this mean or inside each one of us, there's, 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 there's an abuser uh, strand in mm-hmm. all of us, do you think? I don't know if I would say that there's an abuser in each and every one of us. But what I can say is that when I wrote the characters, I had to dig deep into who they were. Uh So from the male perspective, the character Paul, for example, never considered himself abusive at all. Him him and Millicent were married for 20 years before he laid a hand on her. And he only did so because he felt emasculated. So to say that there's an abuse in all of us kind of feels like a very general statement and yeah. a sweeping statement. Yeah. But I think that certain circumstances can lead, lead to, you to do certain things that you never thought you would do. Yeah. See, I like what you're saying because I want to, I want to talk from a normal Joe on the streets. Mm. You know, um, we, we tend to think, uh, you know, we, we, we tend to view abuse from, from, from our intellectual side. Correct. You know, where we say, well, how can this happen? Mm. How can this happen? But, mm-hmm. When you talk about this guy who didn't think that he was abusive, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the normal Joe on the streets, mm-hmm. you find we look at uh, some cases, let's say, with, with this whole thing, Akarabo Mugwen. Yeah. You know, some people were like, okay, this is wrong. Mara, lama gold tiga. You know, um, or, 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 or someone will say, uh, they've put themselves into those situations. How do you feel about that? I think we have a long way to go in changing the narrative mm-hmm. because nobody Asks to be abused. Yeah. Um, and to label a woman a gold digger, but you're just not looking at the side of the guy. Yeah. Because to be a gold digger, you need to do certain things. And you do those things to a man. Sexually, whatever, the, the trade exchange yeah. is, right? Yeah. Because the man will provide financially and you will provide sexually. So it's a, it's a two-way, it's an exchange, right? But then when we look at things like those comments that you made, it's always looked at the patriarchal side, which is um, looking at it from 
the woman's disadvantage. Oh, she was a gold digger. Yeah. She wouldn't have <laughs> been a gold digger by herself. What was that guy doing to sort of take from that rela- from that uh, Yeah, he exchange. was getting something from it. Exactly. Yeah. So why is it always spewed towards the woman's side in terms of labeling her as having been wrong? Why yeah. are we not saying putting the blame where it belongs, which is the man was abusing her and that's that. Yeah. Because the abuse is there. Because the abuse is there. Yeah, the abuse is whether 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 whatever agreement it was. But, exactly. But the argument that you normally have, you know, um on 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 on, on township folks. Yeah. Um who who sit there and they're like for instance, there seems to be this thing. They feel like there seems to be this thing where we're young girls, twenty twenty one, mm-hmm. have this this culture now that Indo Diajiwa. Do you know? Um and and that is that is, you know, you find Uchi, this twenty year old will go to a club, mm-hmm. no money, um barely dressed, mm-hmm. right? Because that's how they see it. Mm-hmm. Goes to a club, barely dressed, no entrance money, mm-hmm. um, no money to entertain herself, mm-hmm. hooks up with this guy who is there hunting. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and we and we're not talking about an abuser here. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a normal guy hunting. He's out there to have a good time mm-hmm. to hook up with somebody, hooks up with this girl, and probably even you know get a little intimacy nyana from from maybe like a kiss nyana mm-hmm. in the club, mm-hmm. and go home with this girl, mm-hmm. and then only for the girl to say no when they get home, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then let's say they're intoxicated, mm-hmm. the abuse happens. And maybe it's not abuse. Or so it's maybe a it's, rape in this case. Yeah, mm-hmm. a rape is abuse, right? It's it sexual is. abuse. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so when people are go, she's put herself in that situation. Mm-hmm. How, what's, your, what's your take on that? Well, my take is that everybody clubs. We go to a club. Yeah, it's wrong. And hold on, let me finish my yeah. thought. <laughs> <laughs> we go, you know... You go to a club, barely dressed, you have a good time, right? Um, it's weird to me how you only mentioned the intention of the guy. You said the guy was hunting, mm-hmm. but the woman, I'm presuming, is there to hunt as well? Um, if she's okay. going home with the okay. guy, yeah. I'm just presuming. Either that or she's going to have a good time and she meets somebody. Mm-hmm. In any case, whatever case it might be, yeah. Um, whether the girl is passed out or... She goes back to his flight with him mm-hmm. and she says no. That is what constitutes the abuse. Yeah. If she says no. No. No means and no. And it happens, that is rape. Mm-hmm. Plain and simple. Yeah. Whether or not she was scantily dressed, whether or not she had money when she got to the club, mm-hmm. whether or not he bought her drinks or not, whether or not he kissed her, whether or not they had foreplay. Mm-hmm. If she says no, no. that's it's it. No. You know, and there's no... um so, There's so, no yeah. argument to condone that. Yeah. Mm. I like that answer. Because, you, you know, we, 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 we hear all, all these things. Mm. Every single time when, when cases like this detail, yeah. um, you hear this from our cops, um, you know, in police mm. stations. Correct. You know, where they say, or, yeah, but when I, you, yeah, no, you know, you, you, you let this man on. Um, I remember one person who, who went through a rape, um, mm-hmm. you know, um, um, situation. Mm-hmm. And when they got to court, you know, the prosecutor asked her, is this guy circumcised or not? And she couldn't answer. Mm-hmm. And she just went with a vague answer and she said, you know, this guy is circumcised. And then he said, or you know what? This guy, my client is not circumcised. So therefore the whole thing was thrown out. So this is not the person that raped you and he won the case. Hmm. Saddening. Mm. Because you know the person that you mm. were with. I mean. How how can we fix such things in our law system? Um and as far as the law system is concerned, I think we all felt um some sort of relief when Sandile was um told that when he was found guilty. Yeah. Right? Because it's kind of become the norm for such things to happen in the law system where mm-hmm. prosecutors will go to any um, any length to sort of 
you know, make their clients seem like they're right because they want to win. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's business. It's business. Yeah. And to win, the, you know, the case, your client gets off regardless of whatever justice, uh, social justice needs to happen yeah. or whatever the girl has been through. So as far as changing it in the law system, I think social justice needs to be addressed in the courtroom. It can't just be looked at as a perspective of it's law. You know, it's not just textbook when people's lives are involved. And I think when we look at the cases of of domestic violence, Mm -hmm. um, of people who have taken the law into their own hands, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's self-defense or whatever the case might be, and they're found to be guilty, Things like that don't sit well because if yeah. I'm defending myself and it leads to something else and then I'm found guilty of that, where's the law in that? Where's, where's the, the justice in, yeah, in that? Yeah, where's the justice in that? Exactly. You know, and so I think that's just, we don't, we shouldn't take from the social humanity aspect of it yeah. in a courtroom is what I think. Look, obviously you're an advocate for, 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 for women's rights, mm-hmm. for children's rights, mm-hmm. um, you know, hence the book. You know, because this, I think Three Sisters is a book that's not just written J, you know, it's also written to, to just help women, mm. right? And, and to give women a perspective of, of what abuse is, mm. you know, because uh, there's different types of abuse there. Yeah. You know, there's verbal, there's, there's, uh, mm. uh, there's, there's, I mean, there's physical, there's, mm. there's a lot of emotional abuse, yeah. you know, are they all the same? I think maybe the source is the same. They uh-huh. just manifest in different ways. Um, how do I know when I'm abused? How do you know if you're abused? Mm. Hmm. Because, because you know, sometimes in 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 in, in certain cultures, mm. it's a very thin line. Mm-hmm. You know, how do I know? No, I'm, I'm being abused here. I think abuse can exist, and you don't know. Mm-hmm. But I think if you start to feel some type of way about your stance in that relationship. For example, let's speak about emotional abuse because that's yeah. not physical, yeah. right? Yeah. So, I mean, the signs, the textbook signs are uh, he will alienate you from your friends. Um, so if you find yourself not wanting to hang out with your friends, apparently that's a sign, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I don't know if that constitutes uh, entirely emotional abuse, but yeah. uh, it's a sign. And so he'll... The, the 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 textbook says that you you will alienate you from your friends and family, and once that is done, and he starts treating you the way you are not used to being treated, whatever your perspective of what love is, when you enter into the relationship, yeah, and you find that you are powerless, and you find that you no longer have a voice, and if you try to raise your voice in certain in certain instances that you don't agree with, then you are um, manipulated. To believing the other side If this is a constant thing And it starts as manipulation And it builds on that yeah. So it goes from manipulation to name calling mm-hmm. um, and, and because you know The thing about abuse Is that you begin to trust the person you're with Because you are alienated Or even if you're not alienated If you love this person so much And you've put them on a pedestal And you, can, you think they can do no wrong It's easy for manipulation to come in So there's got to be a sensor Inside of you that says right and wrong. And if you address that the wrong element of it and it's not considered to be something worthwhile mm-hmm. and you shrink every time, that can potentially build into something that could constitute emotional abuse because over time your confidence shrinks. So you no longer speak up about whatever it is bothers you. Um, therefore you're easily manipulated. Therefore you're always feeding into somebody else's ego. Yeah. Um, and as a result of that, it's easy to be abused emotionally where you are. How do I get out? How do you get out? I because think what, what, what you've it. just described, it, it, it sounds like, you know, someone that, you know, um, Who's in? Who's been hypnotized? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. It sounds like this person has been hypnotized, and in some cases, stigmatized. To, uh, yeah, you know, to mm. to alienate you. And got it. And got it. Now they've been controlled yeah. by something. They're not themselves anymore. Correct. You've alienated your family. You've mm-hmm. alienated your friends. Um, you 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 stopped think. You stopped thinking about you know um, about other, other other people besides this person, mm-hmm. and about satisfying this person and making this person happy. So you are not you. Mm. How do I get out? 
I always like to say that you need to find someone you trust to speak to because to break out of that is very, very hard. Because you don't see yourself. Because you don't see yourself. So once that sensor um, snaps you back and you get that moment of this is wrong. Yeah. And you remember who you were formerly. Yeah. And you remember a close friend or your mom or whoever you have a close relationship with. I would say contact somebody you trust. And if there's nobody, look to um, organizations like yeah. Power, yeah. People Opposing Women Abuse. Um, just speak to somebody. Because also, once you hear the, yourself say the words, it empowers you as well. Mm. So sort of start seeing things differently. And as a result, hopefully begin to act differently. Mm. It's not easy, Kahiso. Like I'm not saying yeah, this as a... Yeah, tetalum, yeah, as tetalum. a... Yeah. One plus one, do this, do that, and therefore, yeah. it's never formulaic. Um, but I will always begin with speak to someone you trust. And if there's no one, get help. Speak. Speak up. Mwana osaling. Osalagai. Haikits. Diary. Umtano ngakali ufela embelewe. Now, I, I, you know, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna break this a little. Mm. You know, you, you, you're an advocate, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. for, for women's rights. How do you feel? Because I, I go back to a scenario that happened to one of our actors who was mm-hmm. in the industry, mm-hmm. still in the industry, mm-hmm. very respected in the industry, where, you know, um, he was falsely accused of sexually abusing his own daughter. Hmm. Wow. Lost endorsements. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and I can say this because he's been acquitted. Lutuli Jamini lost endorsements. I mean, this is someone that we respected, um, and, and, and lost work and only to find Mm. out, only to find out later that this, this child was influenced by an adult to say these things. And when you, when you see the truth comes, come out as an Mm. advocate for this thing, Mm -hmm. how do you feel about women who falsely Play with this thing, mm. like Bajalangi abuse, mm. where there's people going through it for real. Yeah, how does that make you feel? Obviously, it makes me angry, um, because they found a loophole, right? Yeah, and they're able to sort of manipulate children <laughs> to lie um, about what is actually happening for their own benefit to yeah. prove a point. Yeah, you know, hopefully they have been. Um, prosecuted? I don't know the story. Like I, it's yeah. the first time I hear of it. But no, because because maybe maybe in the system there is there is nothing to, to mm. you know that will literally you know put you in prison by and doing I think that. It's a two-edged sword, which you know when you go to the police station, like you said earlier, mm-hmm. and you say to the police uh, police officer that you are raped, and they say, but you left together in the club. Yeah. He's your boyfriend. How can yeah. he rape you? Yeah. It's a two-edged sword because, on the other hand, there are stories like this where women will lie and yeah. get children to lie for yeah. the sake of the, trying to prove a point. I mean, or you go and you have a good time, yeah. and then in the morning, they're like, so, how's Sareka cold drinking? Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't have, they're like, okay, I, then please drop me off at the police station. Because these are realities. These are real These are things life, that happen. Yeah. How stories. does that make you feel? And is, let's say, organizations like mm. POA, mm. Coming out with such things yeah. and going, you know what? We also condemn. Correct. I think they should. Absolutely. Because then how are we going to move forward as a society if, if we're not, you know, looking at it on both ends? Yeah. We can't continue to just look at it on one side. Um, and I'm not saying we shouldn't look at that side. We should definitely look at both sides is mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also if you think of the case of Tyrese Gibson, where he was in the news last year, yeah. he's recently married, has a daughter who's about 10 years old, I think. Yeah. And the ex-wife, similar to this case, um, had gotten the child to say in court that he was physically abusive. He got acquitted because it was found to not be true. But then what happens to this? But woman? then what happens? That is the question, you know, and what happens to the justice that we're trying to find on every end? Because it takes us back. Like it does not take us forward at all. And when earlier when you said that I'm an advocate for women's rights, yeah. it didn't sit well with me. It doesn't sit well with me. I'm yeah. not, I'm not, uh, an advocate for women's rights. I'm You're an, an advocate, advocate for what's right. For humanity. I yes. think for justice. Yeah. You know, um, and you can't look at one without the other, you know. And I think when things like men are trash come up, 
and the response is, so you're saying your brother's trash or you're saying your uncle's trash. Mm -hmm. For me, the response is, if my um, family member or if anybody that I know is a rapist, then yes, they are. And you often find in situations is that guys protect each other. Guys will know that this thing has happened Mm -hmm. um, and there'll be a group of them and they'll keep it a secret and they will not say a word. In that case, you are trash Mm -hmm. because you should speak up about it. You should actually take the initiative and be a man. Be like binge. As you say, you are, Uchi neflop. you know, Uchi yeah. call your boy out. Yeah. You know, don't go along with it for the sake of protecting your friend because, and if you do, guess what? Ototi. <laughs> trash. <laughs> You're trash. Trash. We hang out with Homonite, <laughs> a scriptwriter, and we are talking about abuse. We need to talk about this. And, 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 and you know what? I want to, I want to get into the questions that, that the normal Joe in the streets, you know, mm. would ask because we sit here and we have this intellectual um, conversation, mm. but that's not what's happening on the ground. Even the campaigns yeah. that we come up with, mm. they only just touch the surface, but yeah. there's a lot more things that are happening deeper. Mm. We're coming back with Seho after this. Cliffcentral.com. All right. The show is called Unleashed, where we unleashed things that you guys don't want to talk about. And today we're talking about abuse and being in an abusive relationship. We hang out with Tsiho and she's written a book called Three Sisters and it's about abusive relationships. Where do we get the book? The book is currently available um, at Shara Bookstores here in, in Midrand in Johannesburg. Yeah. Bridge Books in Maboneng, Afroculture Online and in Santon, as well as Saliwa Mohale Bookstores in Newtown. Mm-hmm. It's available online from myafricanbuyer.com as well as allafricanbooks.com. Yara. Yeah, we hope you got all of that. I hope I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I just wanna, I I wanna talk about one thing. Mm -hmm. There's this, there's this organization. We're not done here. Mm -hmm. You know, this was just, (laughs) we're not done. Mm -hmm. There's an organization, a man's organization, that is, they are stationed at most police stations. Mm -hmm. And when a woman walks in, are they raped? Mm -hmm. Um, obviously, According to the law, they need to respond and apprehend the suspect. Mm-hmm. But immediately when the suspect comes in, they sit uh, on the other side of the class, obviously listening to interrogation. And as mm-hmm. soon as that guy says, I didn't do it, they jump in mm-hmm. and they, 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 they sit and, and they want to know what happened. Um, not just with rape, but also with domestic violence. Mm. How do you feel about that? Because then they, 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 they say, their issue is there's a lot of men behind bars for domestic violence, for false rape, and they feel or they need to stand on behalf of men. So run that by me again because I got lost. You okay. s- wh- how does that work, actually? It's an NGO. Uh-huh. Um, the same way as you have POA. Yeah. You know, they also have an NGO. Okay. And this is to protect men okay. who are falsely, falsely accused, accused of domestic violence, okay. of, 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 of false rape. Uh-huh. Um, the situation that we were talking about, you yeah. know, before the ad break yeah. where, where someone says Fagimali and if you yeah. don't have, they go to a police station, they cry okay. rape. So okay. the minute the suspect is apprehended, mm-hmm. they sit on the other side of the and interrogation. They listen in. They listen in uh-huh. And as soon as they pick up some slight thing, you know, this might be or this might not be. Yes. They jump in and they and they represent this guy. What happens then in that case of if you don't have the scars? What happens if it was a while ago? Mm. Then what? Mm. You know, because it's you gotta dig into um the past, right? And yeah. find whether it happened or not and if it did be able to prove it. That's yeah. what the law says, yeah. right? Um, but I think with regards to that instance, because of the societal norm, yeah. quote unquote, of what it's become, I think it is kind of important to have that, that facility in place because then you're able to sift through what needs attention and what doesn't. Yeah. Because if you're going to, if we have a limited resource in the police and there's going to be false charges, that's going to take up the time that you could have been investigating the real charges. Mm-hmm. So I think to have it in the police station, like you say, and to deal with it then and there, I think that's very effective, actually. How easy is it to prove abuse has happened years ago? Well, 
it's and never not you've got, and, 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 and hence we're also talking about yeah. There's different types of abuse Exactly If you're emotionally abused Can somebody go to prison for emotionally abusing you? No, because there's no evidence, right? I guess <laughs> <laughs> It's hard Because yeah. I think that's why for me Self-advocacy is key um, That censorship That self that, that thing you know That you censor in yourself mm-hmm. That you know who you are enough to the point where you know what you will stand for mm-hmm. and what you will not stand for before you get to a point where you don't even know who you are anymore. So the best for remedy and the best solution for emotional abuse is to walk away. It's always to walk away. Emotional, physical, yeah, um, whatever, you know, mental. I think it's always to walk away. And obviously soon. Go and to walk away soon. soon. And to know it's time to walk away. Absolutely. We've been hanging out, Luana Wanesu, and uh, obviously we've run out of time. What would be your last words, your your advice to 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 women out there who are who are going through this? Well, I think if somebody comes to you and tells you what they're going through, take them seriously, mm-hmm. because there is no face to abuse. So even if you know you can see somebody beautiful, whatever you think the image of success is, even if they embody that mm-hmm. and they open up to you. Take it seriously. Don't put people in such boxes where even if they open up to you, you don't take them seriously or you don't believe them. I think if we go back to that thing that is instilled in us as human beings, as women, um, stop judging each other. Yeah. And by the same token, if you are in that situation, just let your mask fall. You know, find someone to speak with. Yeah. Someone you can trust. And by virtue of doing that, hopefully you'll be able to get out soon enough. And shout out to the women who are coming out in the industry Absolutely. Talking about their issues Shout out to women who are creating hashtags like Me Too Yeah um, And that's not okay mm. And speaking up about it Because a lot of times as well Men don't really think that they're being abusive They don't know any better mm-hmm. We live in a patriarchal society that has had um, belief systems in place for years um, So catcalling um, you know, cat whistling on set in in your professional space yeah, yeah. needs to be called yeah. out, and not just on set or in our industry, but anyway. You know, I you got know? I got uh, I got a I've got a clip on YouTube. Um, it's called I One Daughter, mm-hmm. and one of the things that I mentioned there is is, is yes, I One Daughter for for calling women names, yeah, because we call them umlashlo, you Correct. know, or kitia, or king, and it starts with 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 how we. Raise these men mm. and us standing out and saying, oh, this is wrong. Exactly. You know, skuzanin. The same way is if you're going to say something stupid, we say, I'm going to, don't, don't put it like that. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that's where, that's where it starts. Yeah. Where do we find you on social media? Tseho underscore Monesa on Instagram and Tseho Monesa on Facebook. On Twitter, I switched it up at BLK underscore Lezoti. Listen, it's been nice hanging out with you and I hope that, uh, you know, our listeners uh, got something out of this and I hope that this will help a lot of people. The book is out, Three Sisters. Look for it on the internet. Look for it in your major bookstores. It's out there and let's start helping each other out and, and let's talk about abuse. If we don't talk, we die. It's the same way as if we don't move, then we die. So till next Wednesday, stay blessed. And I'm not going to say my tagline at the end, especially because of this show. Nazo.